Welcome to the Ball Rock Pill Podcast, where we talk about basketball on and off the court. I'm your host, Coach Karan Godwin, um, Hall of Fame, University of North Florida, also founder of BallHogGloves.com. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Bardo, uh, former NBA player and now Fox Sports business or basketball analyst. I mean, we'll, we should throw business in there, too. I, I think you can do some work on that side. Um, Stephen, we want to jump right into it. Um, networking. Uh, this past weekend, I had the opportunity to go to the Adidas um, circuit, you know, AAU circuit. And, and there was a player that I actually met, i say about a year ago. And he was actually came, he actually came out and he was practicing in, in one of our facilities down here in the Maryland area. And um, he kind of walked past me and I had to grab him. And, and I kind of jolted him. I said, hey, man, you, you don't remember me? He said, oh, coach, yeah, I do. I said, look, man, this basketball thing is a network. And, and what I was trying to teach him is that once you meet someone and they become part of your network, you can't let them go. All right. Mm -hmm. so that one encounter with me should last him a lifetime. And that's one of the things that I want him to know. Uh, what, what are some of your, uh, I would say, what would you advise these, these young high school, high school athletes and, and college athletes just about the built-in network they have as basketball players and how to utilize it? Well, everybody in the basketball uh, field generally has a really good story. Um, and they have a story that includes someone kind of giving them an assist to an opportunity or to some information that's helpful. Um, and so I, I've got a ton of them. Uh, but the thing that really sticks out to me, the one that kind of sticks out to me right now, is my high school coach, Doug Woolard, um, did an amazing job at the high school level. He sought out. Uh, college coaching, um, uh, what do they call those, clinics, where he was always learning. He was learning culture. He was learning what, you know, what coaches do in practice, how they bring their guys together, everything from, from pregame meals, all this. So we pretty much were running a college program while I was in high school. Well, my high school coach ended up becoming the athletic director at South Florida University wow. years later, was the associate uh, athletic director at Washington State University was the athletic director at St. Louis University. And so my high school coach was able to be, get into a position where, um, you know, networks were looking at me to come on and, and call games for them. Doug Woolard was a great uh, reference uh, that they could call and say, you know, what do you know about Stephen Bardo? And he could run it down to them from day one uh, of, of what I've done, what I was like as a player, what I've done since I left his program, my family background, that whole thing. And so, you know, basketball players, coaches, assistant coaches, managers, walk-ons, uh, um, uh, sports information directors at the college level. It's just so many different layers of uh, basketball that we can definitely uh, get better at networking with. Yeah, and I, I often tell parents that um, it's not only a basketball thing, you know, when I talk to parents about sports and why they should involve their, their young um, son or daughter in sports, I said, it's a built-in network. I mean, mm -hmm. when you talk about basketball, like you said, you talk about the coaches, you talk about system coaches, you talk about uh, the players of different backgrounds that, that you get to come in contact with that you normally wouldn't. Um, I would say that personally, um, I've, basketball has, has been great to me, you know, as far as getting jobs, you know, through my basketball network, whether it be former players, whether it be a coach. Uh, I actually got a job opportunity from – my athletic director at the University of North Florida. 
Um, the network is just so powerful. And um, those are some of the things that, that you benefit from. I mean, even in football and other sports, I mean, football, you got tons of teammates, you know, tons of right. You know, so I, I just encourage, I always encourage parents to involve their kids in sports and, and to make sure that they're utilizing that network by not being antisocial, um, you know, coming together with your teammates. And, and that's one of the reasons why you should be a good teammate because it can hurt you as well. You know, as you, as you well know, I'm sure you have some players that you played with and if they were, if you saw their, their name on your phone, you're just not answering because you know what that's <laughs> about, you know. So um, what are some of the direct ways that your basketball network has benefited you? Direct ways, um, let me see. Uh, Lou Henson, my college coach at the University of Illinois, was able to get me a uh, radio interview with Dick Vitale with ESPN Radio. This was back in 87, 1987, my sophomore year. And Coach Henson knew that I wanted to broadcast, I wanted to major in broadcast journalism. So he thought this would be a good idea for me to come on. And plus he knew that, you know, uh, 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 Karan, I could conjugate my verbs, you know what I mean? So he knew that one and put my foot in my mouth. And so um, that, that radio interview led to me getting into the business. It wasn't the uh, schoolwork that I did through obtaining my degree, uh, my, my major in speech, uh, speech communication, my minor in broadcast journalism. That's not what got me uh, into sports media. It was the beginning uh, happened, that radio interview with Dick Vitale and my college coach started a chain of events uh, that led me to be able to work at some of the best places uh, in, in all of sports. And so that, that's kind of a, a direct link where my college coach opened up an opportunity, which opened up a lifetime of a career that I still find myself in 30 years later. And, and I'm glad you said that because, um, you know, some players may not have the best of uh, relationship with their coaches, whether it be high school or college. And I always say, man, just don't shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, even if you do have to transfer, um, make sure that that person knows, okay, even though I may not be the type of player that fits your system or vice versa, um, we're both great people and, and we can always stay in contact. Um, case in point, when I transferred from the University of Buffalo, one of the reasons why I went to the University of Buffalo is because the head coach was worth millions of dollars on Wall Street at the time. Mm. Um, and me just looking, looking ahead, just, just knowing that I had an interest in business, I was saying maybe I can get a job um, from this, just being a part of his network. And uh, when I was transferring from the University of Buffalo, University of North Florida, I made sure I was in that office every day and say, look, I'm, I'm leaving, but I need that job. And um, he was able to get me a job on Wall Street, uh, something that um, even coming from North Florida, every time I went home, I, you know, I live right there in Jersey. I take that PATH train right downtown and uh, work in the World Financial Center. So that experience was just great for me. And it was a way that I actually utilized my network by, while keeping it, you know, in good standing with, with, the, with the coach. That instead of, you know, being, you know, upset and, and, and just, you know, thinking that, that the world was against me, you know, I, I embraced the opportunity to actually utilize um, him and, and his network. Let um, me ask you this, Karan, on, yeah. that, on that topic. How did you know that this coach at the University of Buffalo was worth this amount of money on Wall Street? Well, the first thing people used to say, uh, when I was thinking about Buffalo, is you going to go up there with all that snow? <laughs> you know, so, you know, to combat that, you know, this is me being one of those teenagers, 
you know, I had to come up with something that was, you know, I'd come up with other reasons to go up there. You know, mm -hmm. first I didn't think the snow was bad and what it was until I got there. It, it was 62 inches of snow on the worst day I was there. But um, I actually um, just did my research, you know, of, of all the coaches and, and some of the people that, that were, were recruiting me. And um, that's one of the things that I found out about. And um, that just piqued my interest. I mean, you never know. You know, when you're recruiting a, a, a prospective student athlete, what the hot button was. But when they told me about that business angle and millions of dollars, I, I was sold. I said, I'm, I'm going to play here. So You know what? Let me, and I want to say this because, you know, a lot of your players, a lot of players will see this. And I want you players to understand what you just heard. Coach Godwin said he researched, he, the player, did his own research, didn't, didn't rely on anybody else, may have gotten information from other people, but he sought out the information himself. And this, this may have been what, around when the internet just started? Uh, ooh, this is 1997, 98. So yeah, it was, it was just getting, that was AOL, dollar. Exactly. So it wasn't the, the information wasn't no. easily available like I didn't know about Google. Google wasn't here yet. I don't believe. <laughs> so I just want to get that point in for you players and you coaches who are working with these players. Listen to what Coach Godwin just said. It's incumbent on you to have your own level of responsibility in making these decisions, so that when you do need to leave, like Coach Godwin did, you you stay in good graces and and you have. Uh, you know, kind of someone in your corner for the rest of your life. So I just thought that was a great point, Karama. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, case in point, uh, just along the lines of, of, of what we're talking about, I have a young man that I'm prepping uh, for the NBA pre-draft workouts. His name is Jarius Lyles, uh, UMBC. Uh, he shocked the world, the, the biggest upset in the history of college basketball when UMBC beat Virginia with him leading the way with 28 points a game. And I can just remember just watching him, him during that, that game. And after the game, it was just my proudest moment. It wasn't even that he won. I mean, we see upsets all the time, even though this was the biggest in history. But I saw the president of the school actually give him a hug. And uh, me just knowing the background story of that president and how he actually stayed at UMBC, to make a long story short, uh, the head coach introduced him to the president of the school and, um, of course, as a grad transfer, he had the opportunity to go high major, which a lot of kids do, you know, from mid-major schools. And, you know, he met with the president, and the president told him that, that he had him, that he, he was going to be good no matter what just because of that connection. Um, what are some of your thoughts on his ability to use basketball to actually meet the president of the school who has so many connections? You know, Karan, that's a great point. I think we touched on this uh, in our last podcast that basketball players, you guys and we, meaning Coach Godwin, Myson Jones, and myself, we, like you, we're all players. We're either current or former players. And so with this stage of basketball, with this wonderful sport of basketball, uh, Coach Godwin talks about this all the time, that it's intimate. We have probably the most intimate sport there is of the major sports that are popular in the United States and around the world. Basketball is the most intimate. So your face recognition is immediate. And the fact that a president, why wouldn't a president want to get to know all of the basketball players, especially on the men's side for the university? 
And why I say this, uh, Coach Godwin, is because at Northwestern, when they got to the NCAA tournament for the first time ever last year, enrollment applications went up 35 to 40%. Watch what happens at UMBC. It's going to be the same thing. When these schools that aren't normally in the tournament, that get to the tournament and have a Cinderella run, Loyola of Chicago will have a similar spike in attendance. All of these college presidents understand this. And so you as a basketball player, if you're going to any university, it doesn't have to be big time. It can be wherever you are. You represent that school better than anybody. Your, your, your faces are immediately recognized. Uh, basketball is, is a wonderful platform that touches so many different areas. And so as basketball players, we have access to the athletic director. We have access to the president. You, I would suggest that the students, the, the basketball players that are going to college, meet the alumni association director. Why do I say this? Because if you're an undergraduate basketball player at the University of Buffalo and you get a chance to meet the alumni association director, so the University of Buffalo, I'm not sure the size, I'm going to take a wild guess here, but I bet they have probably 100 to 150,000 um, active alumni. Oh, yeah. That's kind of an average size for a university like that, like a Mac school, so to speak. Let's say 75, anywhere between 75 and 150,000 active alumni. Of those active alumni, it could be 10 to 20% who are entrepreneurs that have their own businesses, that can do their own hiring. And every time that you suit up for the University of Buffalo, if those hundreds are if those 75,000 to 150,000 aren't watching, they're going to check within a, a few days of the outlet uh, of the outcome of the game. And so when you, when you think about that, when you have access to somebody like a president, like an alumni association director, like an athletic director, these people can break down walls for you because you're already representing the school. So it's important to understand players that you have access to everybody that has association with your particular school, whether it's high school, whether it's junior high, or whether it's college. You have access to almost everybody on that campus because you are one of the most marketable sources for that school. You represent that school every time you put on a jersey, every time you walk around campus, every time you travel. So the fact that you are one of the biggest representation of a particular school or program, you in turn have access to all of those people within that program or school. Yes, you do. And that's, and that's great. And um, taking it a step further, um, one of the things that I'm really gonna, gonna start focusing on as far as the student athletes that I'm able to help is being able to use social media too as a way to keep in contact and get to know some of these guys. Um, you mentioned you know, the alumni base. Um, I'm always following, you know, University of North Florida. I'm sure you know everything that's going on with Illinois. Um, you have you have the attention of, of so many people, and that's mm -hmm. within basketball. Um, one of the things that that I would do nowadays, like let's say I went to the, like you said, University of Northwestern, okay, and we're going on our run, okay. Whenever you go on a run, it's gonna a lot of people are gonna tweet about it. You know, they're gonna be happy about it. It's the first time ever. 
if if you can just go down Twitter during that time period and see some of the people that are tweeting, you're going to see CEOs, yep. you're going to see people at at, at businesses, uh, marketing directors. All right, send those guys a tweet back, you know, on saying thank you for following this and that. And that very next year, even that 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 same year, you be able you may be able to have lunch with some of these guys because they would sit there and just be blown away that a member of the team that they're cheering on, that they're bringing their son and daughter to the game or having to follow is actually tweeting them and showing them, them some attention. And, and something like that can, can just, I don't know, just bring in so many uh, great dividends moving forward. Um, you and I have talked in the past before about Magic Johnson. Uh, Magic Johnson uh, used to actually have someone uh, detail everyone that sat courtside at, his, at the prospective game. So let's say he was going to uh, play a game at Denver, okay? He would have somebody detail those season ticket holders and find out who the CEOs were and who the people of importance were. And he would always invite those guys to lunch. Um, he would invite other CEOs that, that may not be there, but, but um, people that he wanted to get to know, he'd invite them to games. Uh, and he was utilizing his platform while he was playing so that the, the second he stopped playing, as you know, his career was prematurely um, ended um, due to a virus. But the second he stopped playing, he had plenty of people that he could contact and actually reach out to. So, so what are your thoughts on utilizing that platform, you know, while you're hot to, to network? You know, Karan, I think com the combination of Magic's um, – Example, um, I have another example that I'll share with you here in a second, but also utilizing social media. You know, what you said was brilliant, that players can go and do, this is their research, what you were doing before you made a college decision. This can be a part of their research. I know the latest lady on Instagram, I know they're fine, y'all, I know, I get it. But there's time, there's a small time for that, and then there's a small time to do it. Coach Karan is talking about, and. Do your own research. You guys know how to look at Twitter. You know what's going on. You can find out those hashtags or those areas of interest or what's trending and just sit there and follow that and pick out people who, um, you know, like you said, could be CEOs, could be worth millions, because especially at a place like Northwestern, Northwestern has a, is a small private institution, and they do quite well in putting uh, people in positions of leadership in, in various careers. And so for those players that didn't take advantage of what you were talking about, Karan, is a shame because, uh, you know, that the social media makes it so much easier today to get information and to follow different people. And it's not scamming or anything like that. It's just following and watching what people are talking about and what's important to them and you to be able to plug into that. It's very easy right now. The, the barriers for which to reach out to people of importance is, is really non-existent at this point. You know, Jay Williams was the number three pick in the NBA draft to the Chicago Bulls. And what Jay Williams did, he found the top 50 uh, companies in Chicago and wrote every CEO a handwritten letter uh, inviting them to a Bulls game and coming out to dinner after the game. And he said 39 of them took him up on it. Wow. 39 of the top 50 CEOs took Jay Williams up on his offer to go to dinner, to come to a Bulls game, uh, one of his tickets, and they come to dinner with him afterwards. So 39 out of 50 of the top CEOs in the city of Chicago, Jason, Jay Williams got a chance to know. You don't have to be a lottery pick. 
you can be the guy, you can be the 12th or 15th man on the bench. You are still an NBA player. You're still a college player. You're still a high school player. There, what you said earlier, Karan, about um, players not being antisocial and the parents connecting. I mean, my son played with guys who are some of the richest people in America. I mean, and they, you know, they were around Barack Obama and his kids. And so you just, you don't, you really don't know in this basketball world who you're around. So you need to be, you need to be um, intentional about when you're in that space to put, put your best foot forward and to really reach out to those people who are available to you and utilize this ba- basketball for much more than what it can do besides putting the ball in the hole. Yeah, and, and case in point, um, the first story I told, uh, the individual that was walking by happened to be from Jersey like myself. Mm. And, and, it, and in that area, we are pretty much antisocial. You know, we don't reach out a lot. You know, it's a, it's a densely populated area, and you're, you're always on guard. So, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to him. And, and along with another young gentleman on the team that happened to be from Brooklyn in the Flatbush area, and uh, he and I talked, and, and he talked about just wanting to get out of his area where he lives, it's a pretty rough area. And he said, when he leaves, he's probably never coming back. And I told him, I said, well, if, if that's your, your goal and you want to, you know, leave the situation you're in, I said, your net work is going to be your net worth. You know, the more people you know, all right, the more opportunity you have for success. And I'm hoping that that really hit home because I know how guarded we are in the Northeast. And I just want these guys to have some of the same opportunities that I have had, some of the opportunities that you have had. And, um, and I, I just think that, you know, networking is, is just paramount. So uh, another thing that I want to talk to you about is, is networking um, on, on a lower scale. Um, I, I know that networking reveals character. Um, and some people don't like to talk to maybe people that they think can't do anything for them. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, I don't know if you, if you have any uh, examples offhand where you may have been talking to somebody and the opportunity came from a place that you never thought. You know, maybe it's a janitor, maybe it's someone that was just a teacher, but they had a cousin that linked you up to somewhere else. But um, some people only like to network up to people that they think can help them. But let's, let's talk about, you know, just treating everyone the same and being open to, to everyone. This happens to basketball players quite a bit, and you, you are asked to sign autographs. And then when you get to the college level, you're required to sign autographs because there's certain uh, uh, memorabilia that the team will donate to local foundations for fundraisers and things like that. So there, I was back in Champaign, and I must have been a – it was my sophomore year, I believe. And this young kid walks up and he asked me for an autograph and um, I didn't know I, I was his favorite player. And so I give the young man an autograph. I sit and talk to him for like five or 10 minutes because that's, that's what I do. Um, I was taught to give people attention and to make them feel like they're the only person in the world because they are when, when I'm talking to them. Mm-hmm. And so this young man, Brad, um, you know, we got a picture. I sat there and talked to him for a while. Brad Evans is is the fantasy uh, football expert for Yahoo. Oh, wow. And Brad Evans uh, was integral in me getting a job opportunity with Yahoo, which has been one of my more exciting opportunities I've had uh, as an adult. I love working with Yahoo. I love being in that space. And 
Brad Evans revealed on a Selection Sunday show, this past Selection Sunday in March, he revealed that there was this guy who was my favorite player that I walked up to and I asked his, his, his autograph and he treated me like nobody else. And we sat there and talked. We took a picture and everything. He said, I never forgot that. And that guy went to bat for me when Yahoo came looking for another basketball analyst. He put his neck on the line for me based on a situation that took place 30 years ago. So I, hopefully that, that's an example that fits what you're looking for. Hey, that was absolutely perfect. And I think that's a great way to, to end the show. Uh, just an example of, of just networking in, in total, not just up, you know, but down and, and, and just everywhere you can. You want people to know you. You want to have a great brand. I always tell the basketball players that you are a brand. And, and right. this brand is what people think of whenever they hear your name. So um, another great show, Stephen. Do you have anything else for the audience? No, I'm just make sure you keep tuning in, man, because uh, Karan, Myson, and I, we're just getting started. Yeah, there you go. You can find uh, me at Coach Godwin on social media, Stephen Bardo. You can find him at the same place, at Stephen Bardo, uh, The Ball Rock Pill Show. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share this video. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and Android as well. Till next time, God first, work until. Peace.